Welcome to the Mindful Fire Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast. My dad will be so grateful. See you next time on the Mindful Fire Podcast. Welcome to the Mindful Fire Podcast, where we explore living mindfully on the path to financial independence and beyond. I'm your host, Adam Cuello, and I'm so glad you're here. On today's episode, I have a bonus for you. I've invited back my friend Morgan Bricka, who joined us on episode six and seven of the podcast. And I've invited her back to share her approach to year-end reflection and planning. We approach this conversation in a way that allows you to follow along And I've compiled all of the learnings and tips into a short PDF guide that you can download at mindfulfire.org slash 2020. I learned so much from this conversation with Morgan, and I really hope that you enjoy it as well. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast, Morgan. Thank you, Adam. It's really fun to be here. Thanks for asking me. I'm really excited to dive in with you today and understand a little bit more about how you think about reflecting on the year and planning as you head into the next year. Yeah. And so to get started, I'd love to start a little bit more high level and really understand your thoughts about what is the importance of developing self-awareness? For me, self-awareness saves me time and energy going in the wrong direction. We have so many number of hours and days, and I want to spend it really as close to my life's purpose as possible. So identifying what lights me up and spending as much time doing that, it's like an efficient way to live. You're not just casting about everywhere, which I mean, life is serendipitous and it does work with you, but honing in on who you are and what you want makes you a clearer bell for the universe to actually come help you and get you going in the right direction. Makes a lot of sense. And you mentioned that coaching yourself is one of your favorite secret skills. Yeah. Tell me about that and how that fits into this idea of self-awareness and knowing yourself better. I believe this is still a fire podcast, mindful fire. So maybe your listeners will relate to the fact that I really like to pay as little as I can for (laughs) everything. So I've gotten coached from various different coaches over the years, and I really want to integrate and learn how to do that on my own. So I don't have to pay someone ongoing. So I'm a very avid student when somebody teaches me something because I want to learn it as fast as I can. So I don't have to keep paying them to teach me. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. If you're a cheapskate, I don't know where that puts me. That worries me. But in any event, what does coaching yourself actually look like in practice? So it means reading things and actually spending the time investing and also being willing to move towards what is scary. Like when you coach yourself, you have to be willing to go where the pinch points are and You have to be so honest with yourself because I think a lot of us, we have competing interests. The ego kind of wants to hide and just stay safe and status quo. And that's not actually in our best interests a lot of the times. So self-coaching is also saying, wow, that's really uncomfortable, but I can see that is something for whatever reason I want to move past or I want to work through. So I've adopted and gotten a lot of benefit out of the Danielle Laporte system of starting with figuring out your why and how you want to feel. 
for example, with financial independence, which is, I know is a big theme on the podcast. People want something. That's why they chase the financial independence. For me, it was freedom. I felt like if I'm financially independent, I'm powerful. I can say yes and no to what I want. And and I can go do brave things. I could go join the Peace Corps. Or I could go, there's all these things that were on the other side of being financially independent. Actually, if you figure out why you want that, you can move right, go to square B and you can just start living from a place where you're integrating a lot more of those feelings that you want to bring into your life right now. There's no future. So it's bringing those two things together. But then actually, if you're coaching yourself, what I have found, and this is going to scare a lot of people is I work it all the way down to a daily checklist and I'm super loving, but I'm super accurate. Did I do what I meant to do? So for example, like special time with each of my kids has been on my weekly, like I have a checkbox. Did I actually spend two hours of special time with my kids this week? Cause that fits in. So a lot of my goals on my checkbox are like, did you dance? You wanted to dance. Remember you wanted to do these things. So I figure out how I want to feel the actions I need to take. And then it goes all the way down to a daily checklist. And because of my age or because I'm visual, I really like to see things on paper. I really like to make a check in the box every day. And I'm trying to not be on my phone all the time, especially right when I go to bed or whatever. So I keep that stuff analog and I track it streaks with check boxes. See, you can see, I just brought mine out from, it's this little thing and it's a checkbox. Oh, wow. You made that yourself? Weekly. Yeah. Monthly. Wow. Look at that. And I do that and they change because for example, book progress is on there, but I've done with my book. So that would drop off and there'd be a new sort of 30 day goal. Nice. Congratulations uh, on the book. Thank you. <laughs> last time <laughs> we talked, it was, <laughs> no, last time we had you on the podcast, it was a complete manuscript, but it was not available in the world. And now it is. It is. Yeah. And so we'll link to that in the show notes so people can go check that out. That's very Thank exciting. You. Congrats. Yeah. Feels good. Yeah. So that's very cool. Do you have any advice on sticking to that? daily check-in because I've had something similar to that in the past. I have all the intentions of wanting to reflect each day and check in, but for whatever reason, I fall off the wagon and then just don't get Mm -hmm. back on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why the visual, like it's bright orange and it sits Mm. right on my nightstand and it's the only thing on my nightstand. Mm. And, and I actually have a one line a day journal that my daughter gave me. I was super skeptical, but now like you just, whatever your routine is, you always brush your teeth every night. It's just mm. like that. Mm. And the other thing is to stick with it. I have found, I think the reason it scares most people is because they're scared to get zeros. They're scared yep. if they don't get gold stars. Mm-hmm. And the truth is I look at it like, oh, look at that. Every day this week, you did not do that. And I would just get curious. There's no big deal. Is that really a priority? Maybe it's not a priority. It needs to be in a habit chain or it needs to be done at a certain time. Or I always forget to drink water. Maybe I need a bright colored water bottle and it needs to sit right here and I have the same time every day. Like you just get curious about how can I support myself better to accomplish what I want? Or if I'm not, is it really that important? So it's more like a curiosity thing instead of beating yourself up. And this is the nitty gritty. I start with bigger reflections and then I create this list based on that. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Something in my mind made me think that I got to talk to Morgan about her end of the year planning (laughs) process and reflection process. Mm -hmm. Morgan, tell me a little bit about your process for reflecting on the year that just passed and planning as you move into the next year ahead. Sure. So basically I keep 
my plans and goals in an actual binder. I even have the binder here. And what I do is sometime between Christmas and New Year's, when I just, things start to really slow down, I set aside a few hours and I look back through my binder and I look at what I wanted to accomplish last year. I look through it regularly, but I look through it with fresh eyes. Which of these have I completed and I'm done with? And I also go through a brainstorming session where I think about what I want to bring into my life that might not be there. And that is how I start to build a new set of feelings and goals for the coming year. So it's a brainstorming session. Usually it's good with coffee. It's good when the kids, like my husband will take the kids to see the in-laws for four hours. And I like to use paper and pens and I like to scratch things out from last year. It's very tactile. And the brainstorming process is just a lot of asking questions. I very much believe that we have all the knowledge in us for what we want. We just have to trust it. And so it's really mining that. Gosh, I've been thinking about, I wish I could, someday I want to. And you just start to approximate and move closer to those things and integrate them. Then you narrow it down from there, creating a bucket list for the year or whatever. Very cool. Very cool. And why do you think it's so important to take the time at the end of the year to do this exercise? I think what is vital to us is always changing what we want we are so dynamic. What's working, what's not. It's always great to appreciate, wow, that worked really well. That is working really well. That's vital also. But there's also something that we're always trying to grow into. And so again, it's like in an interest of not wasting any time, let's figure out what is most vital to me right now. What am I most excited about? You're going to show up with much more success if you're actually excited about what you're engaged in. And that requires looking regularly. I like that. I don't like that. I like that. I don't like that. You're honing that all the time. Really have to just trust ourselves on that. I think like we know we're the experts right here. That's why self-coaching to me makes a lot of sense is because I know how to answer all the questions. So just give me the right questions and let me work through them. So there's so many websites with great questions like the Danielle Laporte site, which maybe you want to link to in the show notes. It has a list of the core desired feelings, questions you would ask yourself to mine what it is that's vital to you then. That's going to change year over year. Like you, you did this job all year and now you feel differently. You're ready for a new challenge. Yeah, absolutely. So it's important to take the time to check in and see what do I really care about right now? Is it the same or similar to what I cared about last year? Or is it different? Because if yeah. I don't check in, then I could just be continuing down a path that doesn't quite suit me as much as I thought it would. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So it sounds like you have this binder and it's like your home base for <laughs> what it is you want to do, how you want to feel, what are your goals, kind of everything that you were thinking about. Was it last year around this time or do you adjust it along the way as well? Uh, I, I adjust it along the way. I have a year goals and sometimes every quarter I'll just check in and be like, look at that. I did that. I did that. I did that. And then I just, oh, I didn't do that or whatever. So yeah, I check in, but I have also, these are, this is every two weeks. So I'm in the weeds during the year more. Got like it, 30 got day it. challenges or whatever, got but it. you got to make sure that all your goal setting is actually the most important piece here. Is it all the goals that you set, all the actions you take are aligned with creating what you actually want. And typically what you actually want is underpinned by a feeling this unique to you, some imprint that's really important to you. 
It could be because of your astrological sign or your Enneagram or your childhood trauma. It doesn't matter, but just you get to want what you are wanting. And that's like a core of it. I really want to feel free. I just really want to feel free. I don't know why that's what I want. Whatever that, and I just made up free. Insert your own series of words. People have different ways that they're compelled to show up in this world. And we have to assume that those are our gifts. We have to trust them. The things that you want are different than what I want. And we may have some overlaps because we have a lot in common, but other people, you get to want what you want. That's like a core of it is letting yourself have and not judging that. And even though it doesn't quite make sense and figuring out how to integrate that in your life. So once you know what you want, then you work downwards into specific actions. That's the core of how I coach myself. Got it. Could you give an example? Sure. So on the cover of Money Magazine a couple of years ago, there was a headline set for life. I love looking at marketing and trying to figure out what kind of like core desire feeling they're pulling at. And I thought set for life. Is that really a financial thing or why do I want to be set for life? Why did that? I was like, yes, set for life. How do I do that? Where do I sign up? And then it's not really about the money. It's about the feeling behind that, which is safety. It's, it's like a resilience behind that. So what I realized of what I wanted to feel behind that, yeah, it was like when I thought deeply about what does set for life mean, for some reason, the word that came to me is connected. It's connected to myself, connected to others, connected to what I do. That feels actually set for life because that feels like safety. Like when you are feeling valued and your place and your contribution, there's a safety or a connection about that. So for me, that's where my brain went with it. So I'm looking at like my last year's words, oftentimes connected comes in, supported, abundant. Those are feelings, feeling abundant, feeling supported. Turn up. I guess I could use like a specific, I'm looking at my words in 2019. Those feelings, if you actually lived in a feeling of connection and support, you're closer to set for life than the dollar signs because you can have a lot of dollar signs and actually not feel set for life or not feel safe. Like all those feelings are actually not related to dollar signs. So that's just an important distinction. They could be somewhat, and you can still be practical on that end, but you can understand that you can get there a lot faster if you're addressing the feeling of being connected, abundant, safe, things like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it sounds if you really dial in on what you want to feel, you can use that as your barometer and also look for ways that you can create that feeling now. And it's yes. something that you can control, right? It's not something outside yes. of yourself that you need, right? You don't need a billion dollars yes. to be yes. set for life, right? If set for life for you means feeling connected and supported, you yeah. can look for ways to create that in your life yes. so that you feel connected and supported. And then you've achieved that set for life yes. stated goal without having to rely on anything outside of yourself to actually move in that direction. Exactly. You just said it way better than I did. Thank you. I just was picking up on what you were saying. So <laughs> cool. That's definitely helpful. So let's jump into kind of the nitty gritty of this and let's take it from the approach of how you'd advise somebody who would like to reflect on this past year, how they can go about it. If they don't have their own binder and they haven't done it in the past, mm -hmm. how can they go ahead and practically take a look and reflect on this past year? 
Okay. So first I would say you want to figure out like maybe three core feelings of how you want to feel in the coming year. And you don't have to judge them like, oh, I should want to be, or this one would help me. They really have to be like, I want to feel this. So I'm just going to use this as an example. This was in 2019. This was like an overview. And for 2019, I made my year word of the year. And this is on her list. So I got the idea queen. And the reason was because queen takes her time. And I really wanted this sort of like time has always been an issue. I'm always like hustling and moving too fast. I just wanted a queen like rides high in her horse and she has authority and she has sovereignty. And there's all of these qualities about that. So that's how I wanted to feel. I wanted my house to reflect calm and beauty. And anyway, so those, that was like a core word. Okay. And then I go through each of the aspects of my life, spiritual and personal health, family, business, finances, and relationship, and think about how is that feeling? How would that manifest? What would that look like in like health or spiritual or finances? I actually had three other words, worthy, abundant, and supported under queen. And I think about why I choose those words, what that means, how to put that into my life. So like for my business, taking my time with each project and doing it right, that is like the core of how I want to feel. So rather than stretched thin, rather than underpaid, overworked, all of this scrambling, I want the opposite of that. I want abundance of time. I want abundance of support. And so anyway, so I start to think about how I use those qualities in my business and then in my family, in my health and in my spiritual and personal. Got it. And then each year I just review, I kind of work off the skeleton of last year's, pick new words and see how those might come down to goals for each aspect of my life. Got it. So that sounds like looking forward. Is it just reviewing those and see if they still make sense? Or are you really taking a look at the last year and evaluating or analyzing how things went in those categories? Yeah, yeah, I do. That's important. Yeah, you look over it and you say, but you're doing that more ongoing during the year. So there's no big surprises by the end of the year. Just every quarter I'm looking through those. Am I doing that? Am I not doing that? And sometimes you just, yeah, I just, I never did that. I'm looking low sugar. I wanted to create a new story. Dessert doesn't make me feel good because it doesn't, but sometimes I forget dessert doesn't make me feel good. So I'm trying to remember, stop eating so much sugar. I didn't do that. I didn't do that in 2019 or next year. Someday. It's nice to have a few things on the... (laughs) 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 ongoing projects ongoing but so let's just say low sugar doesn't dessert doesn't make me feel good so i'm trying to think of like a new mindset how to incorporate that in my life that would be something to go on the daily list too Mm -hmm. did i eat sugar today or did i not so i track that every day so the things that are on my master list somehow will make it into my card and why don't i want to eat sugar because i want to feel it doesn't help me feel the way i want to feel in my body and my ladder it up to the feeling Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. It so, makes sense to me. I've never had to explain it to anybody. Yeah. Sorry to make you have to explain it and ask you in a bunch of different ways. But yeah, I guess I'm, I want to dive a little bit more into the reflection. It seems to me like you really are checking in and seeing like, how do I want, what's real for me right now? How mm-hmm. do I want to feel mm-hmm. now and moving forward? Mm-hmm. And then building everything around that is, am I picking up on that or am I off? Yeah. And the thing is, I think most people make a goal and then they forget about it. And three months later, like, Oh yeah, what was on my yearly list? And I don't remember. 
So the reason why I'm saying every year, and it could be more often or less that recalibrating on the big picture, but on the small stuff, I'm checking in every day mm -hmm. with, did I do that? Did I follow that intention? Is that still important to me? So it's a lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> it just takes five minutes every night, but it's, huh, I did that. That felt good. I'm look at that, a streak. I did it for two weeks and I didn't used to do that. Or I didn't do that. And I wish I did. So you actually have to do it every, it's like, for me, it's because I have my own business and I've realized me. And I think most humans, we are slippery and it's hard for us to create new habits. Mm -hmm. And so it requires attention and diligence and kindness. I'm not going to comply if I hate checking my boxes or if I hate looking at it and making myself feel bad. It has to be a positive reinforcing experience. Oh, look, I did it. Oh, I didn't do it. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And what kind of things are on that checklist on a daily basis, if you don't mind me asking? Sure. So right now I try to not eat for 14 hours every night. So that's the first thing. And then it says, this is old. This says 20 minute meditation. I'm doing longer right now, but did I meditate today? Did I do at least 30 minutes of exercise? Did I eat greens today? So if I ate salad or vegetables, I get a checkbox. Nice. Nice. I like it. I like it. <laughs> because I want to, and honestly, it's so silly, but what you pay attention to increases. So if you want to do it, I have a daily perk. So I try to have fun every day. Like I plan one little thing every day. My critical inch. Did I meet my critical inch? What's uh, that? Five gratitudes. Cause I think I've heard that's good to do in the evening. What's, um, what's a critical inch? Oh, every day I identify one thing that I'm going to do that day that would really move my life or business forward the most. So I try to just always keep it to one thing. Hopefully it's less than half hour, but it's usually something difficult, something I'm resisting. Otherwise it wouldn't make the critical inch. Got it. And then I put on this, how do you feel like from a scale to one to 10? Cause I'm trying to track over time. How do I feel about my day? And then for the weekly, like take an adventure, make something, simplify something, be generous, special time. And then every other week I try to take a hike, get a massage, fast, make a portrait because I fast two days a month. So that's my intention is to fast two days a month. So it goes there on my checklist. And if I didn't, I know. And I say, oh, I didn't do that. Maybe I should do that tomorrow. And so you have a card for every two weeks and then uh, you save them and you review them at the know, end of the year? I just toss them. You toss them. Awesome. Okay. So you don't, ref you don't look at them at the end of the year. I look at them at the end of the, I'm looking at it every night and I'm noticing right. gosh, every night this week, I didn't have any greens. I'm really not eating very well these days. So hmm. it's like a constant recalibration. So it's on ongoing. Yeah. 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 That's no, interesting. I, Cause I've done this over the last two years in a, a digital sense. I made this like baby tracker which I'm put out on the website at some point. But basically I used the Google Assistant and Google Analytics to make this thing that allowed me to track like every time we changed the baby's diaper mm. or breastfeeding or whatever it was. So it started as that. It also tracked like I meditate, I eat this or I go for a walk or whatever. Things that I want to track, I can track them digitally. Mm -hmm. And you know, then at the end of the year, I can look back, how much did I meditate? Oh, I meditated... Mm -hmm. 200 times. And I meditated for 300 hours this year. And I think that's useful, but I think also like the physical card that you're looking at is probably even more useful because it's very mm -hmm. tactile. It's very in your face. You have to yes. do it. You have to see, cause I'm logging these things, 
but I'm not seeing the streak or the lack of a streak. Yeah. You have to go open the app and you have to go bring up that button. And right. for some, if you're really trying to not, I'm just trying to be really conscious about how much I'm on my phone and this just sits out on my nightstand. So I just mm. can't miss it. And a pen and paper right. is the easiest thing ever. I use insights. So it tells me, okay, you, this mm -hmm. is your streak. This is how yep. many days. Got it. Okay. Yeah, no, I really like that. I think that's important. And it sounds like those are the habits that you want to keep up. Yeah. So those are very tactical in the day type of, of things. Tracking to longer goals, like for example, book progress, that was a six month goal. And it was like, did you make progress on your book today? Just it's a yes or a no. So mm -hmm. it's, I'm, there's really not a lot of sense in keeping it month over month. It's your, it's very much you're recalibrating every day, every week. Mm. I missed that. How can I do that tomorrow? Is that important to me? Yeah. And everything on here is tied to longer term goals. Make a portrait. It's because I really wanted to become a better portrait artist. And I'm not going to do that unless I'm actually making a portrait a week or even right. a day. If I really wanted to become a better portrait artist and why do I want to become a better portrait artist? So getting to the whys and then this is like the final mile, Yep. but it is a habit. It's a daily habit. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know. I keep coming back to this question in my mind of like, how do you reflect on the year overall? You have that mm -hmm. daily recalibration. I mm -hmm. think that's awesome. And I think that really having that ladder up to the longer term goals thing makes it, how do you look back on this year? Like it's 2020, right? How do you think about reflecting on that? What would you recommend to somebody who maybe has none of these other systems in place mm. that they want to reflect on this year and see to prepare to do better next year? Yeah. I don't, it just feels like the year is such a large chunk. It's hard. Because you know how this week, what's hurting and what didn't feel good. To me, I'm in conversation with myself a year ago through what I wrote out as intentions. So it feels like it's hard. To, it's a good question. And I'm not sure. I'm always about what you want to bring forward and then tracking. I'm just a forward. That's my specialty, forward thinking and actually being accurate. It feels like too much. And then gratitude. But too much, oh, that didn't work. That didn't work. Why? I don't know if that's so helpful. You just need the content of that doesn't feel good. Okay, what am I going to do going forward? It's just like, it's in this minute deciding the plan and taking action on it. So that's, yeah. I'm just super forward thinking. There's just no use cataloging failures. <laughs> <laughs> I look over my list yeah. and I'm usually like, yay, I did that. Oh, that felt really good. Usually I look over and I'm like, good for you. Good for you. That's how I feel when I look over the stuff, even the failures. Like I see why you wanted to try that and that didn't work, but I don't know. I think I hold myself really a lot more gently than most people do. I think as an yeah. artist, because I want to keep trying. Just take stock of the year, uh -huh. right? What happened in that month? Oh, I went, I traveled here or I moved to New Jersey. It's more on the gratitude, appreciation yes. for the progress made, not so yes. much on, oh, that didn't work out. Or I feel like taking stock yes. of like the lessons that I learned yes. has been super helpful. Yes. Can I show you something I'm really proud of? But you have to Please wait just do. a second. Take your time. Okay. This is super dorky, but I'm going to share with you. Each month, I just make a list of all the highlights that happened in that month, like little successes. I put a little heart, March and April highlights. So nice. as I'm going through the year and I make love notes to myself, if I read a book, this is a book report nice. and I highlight like the key icebergs. So key like, icebergs. 
Tell me about that. What does that well, mean? Well, you know, like, like you the key read a points? book and you can't remember what you really took away from it. Mm -hmm. So after I read a book, I try to make the main points. So this is like a book of the main things I learned in the year. Highlights. Okay. Did you ever see that movie Memento? Yes, I think so. It's an amazing movie. He has to write tattoos on himself so he doesn't forget because oh, he yeah. doesn't remember the next day. So it's okay. a murder mystery, but he actually has to tattoo. Don't talk to Joan. And then the next day, Joan's there and she's like, hey, how are you doing? And, and he's reading his tattoo and it says, don't talk to Joan. He doesn't know why. Okay. So <laughs> I feel like this book is like the tattoos from my year. Right. Okay. Got it. So you're doing that as you go. As, as you I go. go and it's almost nice. every year. And I have eight of these. I've done one a year. Nice. And this is like my little love letter from myself from that year. And often nice. I can flip through and see what I learned. Like I forget stuff. Like this is a list of all the takeaways I've done. Nine breathwork sessions. And they're really powerful. But I forget. Oh, what did I learn in that one? What was my insight? And I can read. And then I know what my insight was. But that's also how I catalog the month by month. Every month I have a page of this was cool. And this was cool. And I did this and this it's like a mini brag list. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I was getting. Yeah. At. Yeah. So I, I figured there was something <laughs> because that's what I have done in the past is just go kind of month by month. It would uh -huh. be much more effective if I had it already written down and I could just read through it. Yeah. But a lot of times I have my journal and I can read through that. It's been super helpful. I like to keep that so I can look back on it mm -hmm. and say, oh, what was my thinking there? It's so funny mm -hmm. how often these things are so similar. It's just mm -hmm. the same thing coming up again and again. Yes. Yeah. And so like journals... I do journal, but it's so much content. So what mm -hmm. I do is I try to just skim them and the things that I keep repeating, I'll create a, a sheet, like a summary sheet. How many times I mentioned this topic and this mm. topic, like data mining my own journal. Yeah. Hints, and then I distill it because we have to distill things down to be able to take action on them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. That's a really good takeaway. I think it's just really take stock of the things that you're learning. You read a book. I don't know. I'll speak for myself. I read a book and then I'm like, man, this is great. And then a day goes by. I'm like, I don't even, what book? I don't even know what book that you're yeah. talking about because there's just, there's so much coming at us. It's easy. You just move on and then forget about it. Yeah. If you just take down a little book report, what did I learn in here? What was interesting to me? Exactly. And then you have that you can look back on and, oh, it might be 10 years before you look at it again, but then it comes back to you when you read it. For example, in my binder that I use. So on the front, I have my daily schedule that I try to stick to. And it's right there so I can always see it. And then I've got a tab for, what do I call it? Reboot. When you just like melt down and something's going wrong and everything is going against you and you just fry, then I have a reboot checklist and it's all the learnings. We go to wisdom and we learn things, how to respond to hard feelings. It's, oh yeah, tapping is a good resource. Oh yeah, self-compassion. And specifically, what are the steps like that Kristen Neff walked you through for self-compassion? Mm -hmm. What are the specific things? So like I digested 10, 20 years of learnings into like my top 10 bullet point of like, don't forget, this is one you can do. This is one you can do. Right. Don't resist the feeling. So right. I really do try to distill information so that I can take action on it. But for me, if it's printed out and there, I'm taking care of myself, like my future self in a really tangible way. Because mm. when I'm impressed, I'm just going to run and do the same pattern that I always do, which is forget to walk, forget to breathe, forget to, it's going to pass. I get wrapped up in it. Yeah, absolutely. You can't see it clearly once you're in it. But if you've taken the time to outline the things that are supportive to you in difficult times, then you can just go to that section in your 
binder and see, <laughs> oh yeah, these things work. Oh, that's right. I could try that. Yeah. yeah. Do you see how I treat myself like a toddler? Like it really is like it's great. Absolutely. No, I'm a huge fan of that. I think that makes so much sense. Just if I put my wallet in the same place, my life is just easier. If I put my yeah. keys in the same place, my exactly. glasses in the same place, like I have these AirPods, like I can't seem to ever find these things. If they're both in the case, that's a win, even if I don't know where the case is. But it's essentially doing that. It's just setting up systems in your life to make things yeah. a little bit easier so you don't have to recreate the wheel, think through everything each time. Exactly. And because yeah. we're all going through, mm. it's it's like all our processes are identical. So all these books are good, but you need them in the moment you need them. Yeah, so you know, absolutely. You have, to have the information. Yeah. I mean, just coming back to the idea of like financial independence, right? Like the best thing people always ask me, I don't know if people ask me or I just tell them, but I tell them that <laughs> I tell them that the biggest and most important thing that I ever did was just set up automatic investments yeah. into a total US stock market fund seven, eight years ago, something like that, I realized I need to do something with this money I'm making, right? I'm, mm. got, I'm making money. I don't know what I'm doing with it. So let me just set this up to automatically invest. And that's been huge because yeah. it just happens automatically. I don't need to think about it. And what you're talking about is like creating that sort of system for learning, for reflecting, for thinking, for recalibrating with the little yeah. card, with the habits. Yeah. So I really <laughs> like that. Yeah. And it's actually also humility to know, oh, I'm a squirrely one. So it sounds like this little love letter book for yourself is, is something that somebody could go through, say they don't have this, they could go through each month, look at their calendar. What did I do that month? Yeah. What things do I remember? Maybe how was I feeling that month? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe talk a little bit about that. Maybe it, how someone could create this if they're doing this like between Christmas and New Year's this year. Yeah. So I really, I got this as a little cheaper version, Northbooks on Amazon, but I used to use the mole skins, but I really like unlined. And there was a video I watched like 10 years ago about you just make a straight line around and how much fun journaling is. And it's like, when you really get your own truth bomb, this is something I know I want, like a bucket list. I really want to write a bucket list and I want to remember it because I don't want to write it and forget where it's going to be. So I might outline it, draw a picture, make a note for myself. So this kind of book, I would say, you just asked, what can they do in that one month? I think this is really good ongoing, this book, because it's, you're always having insight and you don't know where to put them in one place. And again, I like the tactile because I can flip through it when I get off track or I feel like, what did I do this year? So this is something, again, it's like I have daily, monthly, and then my year. I'm not that as strong on the year thing because I just write out general compass directions, how I want to feel the three top things in each category. And then I start to sh make work down. How do I do that in the next 30 days? So again, it's a daily habit. It's a monthly habit. Start it now while you have the time, go get a journal, spend a few hours thinking about how you want to feel, what changes in your life you might want to make or what you want your next year to look like. But then in order for it to look like that, you have to move your body in different ways. And your mind has to move in different ways to get a different future than you had in the past. And so to really, it's not going to be easy because it, or at least change isn't easy and it wasn't what you were doing. So it's really about the patterning of day to day saying, this is how I'm going to show up in order to make this result happen. Yeah. So speaking of shifting gears into 
creating the future that we want. Mm -hmm. It sounds like it starts with deciding how you want to feel. And then from there, how does that turn into goals and daily actions? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So can you, for example, is there anything that comes to you that you wish you could feel? Sometimes it comes through lack, but with you, how is something that you want to feel in your life? Something that I've been thinking about, and this is one of those things that keeps coming up, but it's crystallizing through some of the work I'm doing in the inner MBA, really about like, I'm a commitment to creating opportunity through connection. Mm -hmm. So in terms of feelings, I want to feel like I'm creating opportunity for people. I want to feel connected. I want to feel like I'm bringing people together Mm. in ways that create opportunity for them. For example, you and I connecting with you and creating opportunity with for you by looking at your analytics, connecting the skills that I have with mm-hmm. potential opportunity that for your business, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. right? That is the thing that lights me up mm. is helping people in that way. Another example, recently, the lawyer that helped us buy this house, a hilarious guy, he's going to be on the podcast at some point, but mm-hmm. I wanted to ask him to be on the podcast and I needed some paperwork or whatever regarding the house. So I called him, I left a message and he called me back and one thing led to another. We finally connected and I invited him to the podcast and he's, Hey, you should come on this men's group call that I have. We're going to be talking about masculinity. And the guy who started the organization wrote a book with this other guy. I went to the call, which was that night and listened to this conversation. Then I was like, I can help these people. I have these connections. I could host them at Google for a talk. I could have them on the podcast to talk about masculinity. I could connect them with the Shanti branch from that you may have seen at uh, Wisdom. Mm -hmm. He's a good friend of mine because Mm -hmm. I met him at Wisdom. Mm -hmm. And So I made the offer. They're going to be on the podcast. I connected them with Ashanti. We're going to do a talk at Google, right? So just in that one opportunity, I was Mm -hmm. able to see all of these ways that I can connect and create opportunity. And so that's really what brings me alive and what I want to cultivate more of in this next year. Long answer to a short question. Beautiful. I know there's so many great things in that. And it's hard to just tie down one word, but some of the things I heard was that it it has to be it has to do with being of service really gives you meaning and purpose. It seems very like healing and positive that you're a connector. You really want to be useful to this world. Like you want to use your platform and your abilities. And so another word that comes up is also impact. Like you're able to make a difference. So this is all good. These are all giving words. And what do you get from that? What's the feeling you get? Energy. I feel energized, aliveness, Mm -hmm. excitement. It feels good. feels good. For sure feels good. Yeah. 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 So it seems like what lights you up and you're doing it in a lot of ways. So it's more, okay, I know what lights me up and I'm doing it and I want to keep doing it. It sounds like it's also working. Like you are doing this. You are making these connections. You are helping people feel seen and heard. You're helping get out information. To me, you're being very successful actually in this range. And that's core for you. Just picking the words that light you up, that really, oh, I want to feel that aliveness Mm. by doing this work makes me really Mm. alive. I feel my true self. So maybe aliveness is maybe one of your core desired feelings. And you know that you get that feeling when you do these things. So let's just break down to a category health. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you want to be there. What makes you feel alive is being able to do this for other people. So you have to take care of your health. So working backwards in alignment with feeling alive, 
how does that look for your health? And how can that health key support your purpose? So then you'd create some goals around that. I've just been really tired. I think coffee is not good for me anymore. And that's really means I haven't been able to show up for this because of some reason. So like working right. backwards with that. The idea of feeling aliveness, feeling sluggish and tired all the time mm -hmm. and finding myself chasing dopamine hits of like mm -hmm. social media or eating not so healthy food because it feels good in the moment. Maybe going on the health front, feeling more alive through eating more healthy or just exercising. I think earlier this year, looking back, I realized like there was a period of time shortly after moving here in New Jersey that I was going on the, what I call the Peloton, the fake Peloton most days. And even if I like woke up with a headache or whatever, or just in a bad mood, I'd get on it and I'd, I'd feel better at the end of it. And so I've fallen off of that, but just looking to feel alive through taking care of my body by moving my body in an exercise yes. really helps me feel alive, which then frees me up to do more of this work that I want to be doing. Exactly. So it exactly. connects to that aliveness yes. feeling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I have to be fit to do my job. It's very physical. So that's always underpinned. If I want to make this difference with murals, I have to be in the gym six days a week. So that's like always made mm. like a really discipline around fitness. And it depends what you want to deliver and vibrancy for your health goals would be different. I actually need upper body strength. That's just, that's what has to be it's under very health. physical job. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for you, vibrancy, aliveness could be a different sort of rainbow collection of health stuff. And again, you'd go through each one. What does vibrancy look like in your work life or the aliveness? It would actually look like, I want to make sure I'm really being of service. I'm not just, it's not going to work for me to just show up. I have to make sure that my, my work is adding this value in this really human impact way. And when you know that, then you would actually shift even how, what kind of work you're doing for Google even. Yeah, no, that's definitely something that comes up in my mind again and again. My job is great. Is it my life's work? Probably not, but there's a lot of opportunity. I work with really great people. I have a really great manager. The subject matter is pretty interesting to me. And I recognize that there's more opportunity I can be creating, more connection I can be making, more of myself, my mindfulness, learning, et cetera, yes. I can be bringing to the job. Mm -hmm. But with all the busyness and the constant emails and constant client things that I deal with, there's only so much I can do. And I just let those other more aspirational aspects of things fall by the wayside, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But I know that there is more that can be done there. And I'd like to be mm -hmm. doing more of that. And so I'm looking at what, how can I do that? Yeah. 10, 20%. You know your life's purpose. You just told me it. I know that this is it right here. Mm. I'm looking at yeah. this. Just yeah. Being I of feel service, that. making an impact. And there are ways that you can do that in your current job. And so your goals should be around nudging the needle. A mm. little you know, bit. It doesn't have to be a... every time, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Your That's core... my all or nothing thinking. Man. Yeah. 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 These activities around my job make me feel alive. So I'm mm. going to spend more time. And I'm going to create one or two boundaries around this thing, like the email threads, like, Hey guys, mm -hmm. take me off this one. Hey, take me off this one. I don't know what it, mm -hmm. I don't know what it looks like in practice, but yeah. you're going to know now it's so cool that you just articulated what lights you up. Yeah. Everything yeah. is going to now filter out the details from that. Yeah. And remind me again, what are all the categories that I should be thinking about this through health work, yeah. Finances I have, relationships, 
family. And then I have a spiritual slash personal. Mm. Like a few years ago, it was like to be able to sit for 20 minutes in stillness, like to be able to do that. So mm-hmm. that was when I started. And I usually use smart goals on my list so that it's like, I'm doing this daily or there's a time associated. But I felt like this year, actually, some of them were not as smart because like- and when I've you say doing... smart, just for people who aren't familiar, oh, yeah. what does that mean? I don't even know what it stands for, but I know that it's quantified. It's like specific, specific, measurable, measurable. attainable, relevant, and time-based. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're taking this feeling of aliveness that you want to bring into your life more, and you know exactly what brings you that and how to do it. And then you're going to create smart goals in each category that will lead you to more opportunities to be feeling Mm. like that on a daily basis. In each of those categories. In each of those categories. And the idea is that when you are fulfilling that, you are both more closely aligned to your purpose, and you're also making the right impact. Like you're super Mm. good at other things, but if they're not also feeding this impact service healing stuff, then it's not going to pull you in the same way. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And actually, so with your finances, how do you get that feeling of aliveness? You could start to do a percentage of donation Mm. and actually see how that feels. Do something that scares you short term, six months, one year, just try it. Something that scares me financially well, or yeah, financially it's just for six months or it's just for three months. See how you feel. Mm. Try it like an experiment because it's good to do things that scare you. And then short term, you can say that wasn't for me. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. One thing we talked about last time on the podcast was this idea of percentages and mm-hmm. setting aside a certain percentage of money for just fun and like mm-hmm. for you to spend and you have to spend yes. it. I got to say. Love the idea. Have not done it yet. Yeah. Uh, so that love goes the on a theory. smart goal. Love the theory. On your smart goal, it should say, spend $400 a month on myself, on play, play, play. Has to be spent. Or, and if I don't spend that money, I'm going to donate it to charity. And what's the, it's a percentage of income or a percentage of what? Mm-hmm. Again, you, you know what? It's your own, you Whatever. decide what. Like percentage of the budget, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. percentage of the budget. I think it's good to do net income after tax income. Yeah. Because you, the first thing you can always do is cut out. You said you have that automatic deposit. Mm-hmm. So it's like richest man in Babylon. You're going to decide first some percentage, 20, 25% is going mm-hmm. to go to your, whatever you decide, yep. but your donation should still be from that percent. Even if it's 2% or 5%, just so you know, Oh, these are where my priorities are. You're owning that you are making that investment in your future. And that aligns with priorities and your aliveness because that's your freedom. And that's when you're going to be able to really call your own shots. And that's okay. You're okay with that. But being really honest with yourself about those are my priorities. And if you want to change the dials, knowing that aliveness is going to be your keyword or whatever you said. Just as an example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. And so you say you set a goal in each of these categories. Because we can't keep track of so many. That's yeah. the main thing is like, you have to be gentle on yourself for it to be attainable. If you had a dozen, it would just be too much to track. And so you're setting three goals for the next year that if year. achieved will help you feel the way that you want to feel. Yes. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. And then how do you translate those goals into the daily habits? Tell me about that. 
Yeah. So for example, let's say finances for you, you want to feel aliveness and that just spending, having some play money would do that. So what you're going to do is set up an automatic withdrawal and move it into an account. And each week you're going to make a date for yourself. It's the Adam date and you get to invite who you want to invite. You get to spend it on what you want to spend it on that thing. And it's written in there. And then it goes in the week thing, date with myself, Adam's play date. Did I do my play date? And because you're pushing yourself where you're not comfortable and that's great because it's going to bring you towards aliveness. It's going to bring you like, I'm worth it right now or whatever the feeling it's. So that would go into your finances and it would be like a weekly thing, either set the automatic transfer, decide I'm going to do, and you can start at 1% if it scares you start at 2% to it's spend, like to spend my, my, the money on myself, spend the money on yourself, uh, man. <laughs> does it, does the podcast count? Can I spend the money on the podcast? No. It can't be no? productive. It has to oh. be like play. Oh, okay. Hobby. Okay. It's a hobby, but <laughs> okay. it's like getting that massage and getting the full 90 minutes instead of just 60 minutes. Like it's just something. Like yeah. that you're like, oh gosh, I don't, that's not really me. Just because it's good because it's stretching you. You can always decide mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over that's time. True. Actually, that didn't make me feel better. And that doesn't align with my priorities. It's, it's just also when you're self-coaching, you have to be willing to look at your word and look through each category and play with like, how would that feel mm. like aliveness? And for yeah. me, I know being of service is really important to you. So I would include that in your finances. How is that aliveness? that healing, how is your money going to be healing? Cause that makes you feel alive. How is your relationship or your family going to support that the way you want to be? What makes you alive? And is it doing that yet? Is it already? How can it grow? Mm. And you'd make it specific and actionable and measurable, even that. So like for me, special time with my daughter, that's a weekly checkbox because I want to make sure that that's, that came on my list and that's what I want to, that was a priority. Got it. Yeah. That makes sense. What else? Would anything else that I should be thinking about or people that should be thinking about as they plan their next year around this word of how they want to feel? Yeah. Or words. It could be a conversation. Yeah. yeah. You had a few, right? You had three or so. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a couple of days, like a Plinko ball to really hone in on it. And you can change it mm. in a week or a month. Mm-hmm. No, I thought it was aliveness and it turns out it's connected. Mm. It's this and then you'd switch. So I would say to not think that you're going to get it in one sitting. And like I said, is this something I do like regularly checking in every Sunday? I have a mastermind Sunday list, which I look, here's my mastermind Sunday. Hold on. This is fun. And is that with other people? No, I just do it every Sunday. I check in Mm -hmm. for the week because I have quarterly intentions and then monthly. So every week. And one of my questions is imagine your future self 10 years from now, be with her. What does she want you to do this week? So it's Mm. like also taking a longer term picture. So some of these questions would be great for a year end. You can always bigger stock is look at yourself. What do people say about you at your funeral? What are the best things that you brought into this world? What are the next 10 years? What are the next five years? Those are just mental games. Really, we only have the next day. We know we only have right now. So I don't put huge stock in them, but they give me information about what I'm imagining right now. So like I have, how do you want to feel this week is on my mastermind Sunday. So each week it might be different. Gosh, I've been Hmm. feeling really dull lately. I want to have fun. I want to feel fun this week. Fun, fun, fun. So then I really try to think about that. And then I plan my week out. What's your focus for work? What's your focus for personal or creative? I I have a little thing, visualize success in each area. What does that look like? What are you doing? How are you feeling? 
And then when I wake up each day, I'm rolling out on that plan that's aligned with my future self, how I want to feel and what I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. And I'm getting better at, <laughs> this is funny. I was on a call yesterday with a woman who was doing my, my Google AdWords. My Google, Google ads. Okay. Like, like review. And it's actually taken a nosedive. And she had all these reasons that were not the right reasons. And I knew that she was just trying to upsell me on the next thing. And we were going in circles and I was like, she wasn't providing the right information. And I found myself getting really frustrated and going in circles. And I was able to catch myself and be like, this isn't how I want to spend my time or how she wants to spend her time. Like how to move to productive. Cause this doesn't feel good. It's not useful anyway. So figuring out how you want to feel moment to moment and noticing like this isn't good for either of us. Let's figure out how to be productive right now. And what the next step is. We don't want to spend our time in negative emotional states. So I think I'm getting better at cutting that out too, based on, okay, these are my goals. This is how I want to feel. This is what I want to do. Yeah. It sounds like there's a whole lot of checking in saying, I'm trying to go over here yeah, and making sure that I'm still going that way. And if you need to adjust each week, you make a little bit of adjustment and then yeah. you're setting your sales for the week. And because you've thought about in an intentional way, you're more likely to do that than if you had just started the week and hope yeah. for the best and let things come at yeah. you. And the truth is we're so malleable in terms of our human brains. We are so intelligent. So you can do anything like we both can. We're so much potential. We have certain patterns of how we think, how we solve problems, how we show up. That's it's like our established pattern. So if we really are, have a desire to make the most impact with our passion, there's going to be places where we have to get uncomfortable and grow. And that's why the self-coaching and the tracking, it seems like a lot of work. And I could, I try to not make it, like I said, drudgery, but just encouragement and curiosity, because I really care about making the impact that I want to make. And so I'm willing to go to the gym or check the boxes every day. So that I know I've done my best. Yeah, I really like that. You know what you want and why you want it. And these are the steps that you're taking to ensure that you're moving in that direction mm -hmm. little by little, day yeah. by day. And you're holding it lightly, but you're putting in the work because it serves that purpose that you want in that why you want. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. That reframing is really helpful. And I think something that you mentioned in your email is that you're not doing it out of a sense of should or obligation or yes. supposed to, yes. but rather you're doing it because you're being pulled in that direction. And mm -hmm. maybe talk a little bit about that because I think that I've operated from a, I should be doing this. I'm supposed to be for a very long time. And that doesn't feel very good. And it's certainly, I'm not the type of person that is motivated by that. No, that's all the information you need right there. You just said it. If it doesn't feel good, you're not going to continue in that vein. And it's never going to bring you the joy and delight of actually like honoring what you want truly. Mm -hmm. So it's just a lot of time spent in fear, honestly, or worry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so shifting gears a little bit, once you get clear on this vision that you want to create, how does it fit into your life? Why are you laughing? At because it's funny. I think I actually sometimes plan to avoid doing work. So if you actually enjoy planning, it can also be a work avoidance, which is an interesting because most people avoid planning and just stay in the trenches. Everyone has different habits. I do a lot of planning and then not doing those plans. <laughs> 
Yeah, again, it's a great question. And to me, it comes back to having a literal piece of paper. And I, I put in the time, like on Sunday. So for example, I don't work on Sundays. I have a real taboo around that. I try to hike. and But one thing I do on Sunday is spend an hour usually thinking about my life. And that includes, maybe I need to print out more of these. Maybe I look at last week. Maybe I look at what I'm trying to do in the forward week. So I do that planning sometimes on Sunday. Now, maybe that's work, but I'm not doing anything else on Sunday. So I have a lot of time. And it's my life. So it feels aligned. It's almost like going to church. I feel like I'm connecting and aligning. So it feels I'm not cheating too much. So I'm free on Sunday. So I have time on Sunday. That's when I do it. And then doing, I just check the boxes. It takes 30 seconds before I go to bed mm-hmm. and in my paper. Yep. And then some of those Sundays are at the end of the month. So you take some time and, and jot your learnings down in your yeah. yearbook and things yeah, like that. Exactly. It, most of this Got happens. It. Once. It doesn't have to be that. Com- actually, I'm making it more complicated than it needs to be. Sometimes because I've been doing it so long, I don't realize I have a system, but you're exactly right. It happens on Sundays. The time that I spend reviewing my month, it's often on a Sunday sometime mm-hmm. because the kids go do things or it seems like the house is quieter. I'm not working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to ask you, what is your thinking on approaching next year? If you'd like to share how you'd like to feel next year and what you're setting as your goals, because this year yeah, you wrote a book and all that. Yeah. So for some reason, what's coming to me, I've never had this word before. I've always been going towards ease and joy and all these soft things like feeling good and supportive. And this year, what I want to feel is brave. And it feels like really good to do something brave. And so maybe it's the feeling after, but that just makes me feel really like alive and like I'm moving towards things that scare me. I like that. I want to feel brave. So this morning I tried it out. I was passing some gardeners and I've been noticing they always use a gas leaf blower. And, it, and I stopped and I was going to say, oh, don't say anything to them. That's annoying. Don't be like that. And I was like, wait, my new word is brave. So I walked up and I said so nicely, I'm fluent in Spanish. Did you know that gas leaf blowers are, that you have to use electric when you're in this town? And they're, they were so nice. Oh yeah, we know. Oh yeah, it's just this month of the year when it leaves. We had a nice conversation, but it's now my word is brave. And I'm going to think about speaking up or speaking out or doing the things that are a little hard and I'll do them my way and as nicely as possible. But I really enjoyed that I said something because that's not usually what I want to do. It goes against my people-pleasing stuff. And maybe that is a step towards unwinding the people-pleasing. Got it. So you saw the opportunity to be brave. And because you had that in your mind as your word for the year, you just took the action where you might not have done it otherwise. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter about outcome. It was like, I spoke up and that's not like me. I'm usually head down. And so anyway, yeah, I want to feel, and also the other thing is more supported. I've been a lone wolf in my work for all these years. And now I want to bring together a team and that's fun and that's supportive together. So it's really, a. I see what I'm wanting is growth and putting myself out there more. And I'm super excited about it. Oh, really? That's what I want? But I, you know, okay. So all of my things are going to reflect that. One of my business goals is to charge more for every project. Charge enough that it scares you a little bit. Like I've, oh, I chronically undercharge, historically undercharge. It's like one of my weak links. So by being brave, how do I be brave around my finances? That's a way to be brave. Because when I charge a little bit more than I think I should, 
like I'm going to have a heart attack or a panic attack. And so I need to push that boundary for myself. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And also bringing other people into my business scares me. Mm. It's unknown. I don't like it. Yeah. But what cool. I want is on the other side of all that. So I got to go through that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Very cool. Anything else you want to share or that we didn't talk about? I just want to honor you, Adam. I'm just really impressed at your like reaching out, your growth mindset, your curiosity, and you're wanting to like learn and get your own path. I think it's really beautiful. I just really thank honor you. that about you. Yeah. yeah and you're you. super brave. It. it doesn't need to be on your list because you're already that you're already that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. In some respects, in some respects, some could call it reckless. <laughs> no, it's how you move forward. Yeah. So just really appreciate you for that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you as well. Yeah. Good. Thank you so much for sharing your process and how you reflect and plan the next year. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. And there's certainly a lot of things that I'm going to take away. Yeah, I hope it was useful. This is something I've just been doing on my own, so I haven't had to articulate it. And I feel like you actually really helped me articulate it better. Like your recording is better because you digest it and then you say it back in a more clear way. So that was really well done. Hmm, cool. All right, enjoy your rest of your holiday. You. And yeah, likewise, I hope you have a wonderful holiday and New Year's. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Mindful Fire podcast. As a reminder, I've compiled all of the learnings and tips from Morgan's year-end reflection and planning process, and you can get those in a PDF download at mindfulfire.org slash 2020. And if you got value from today's episode, please hit subscribe. This just lets the platforms know you're getting value from the episodes and you'd like to be here when we produce additional content. And I'd also just like to say thank you so much for joining me for the podcast throughout this last year. It's been such a privilege to be able to explore these concepts and to have an audience that is engaged and excited to hear about these topics. So thank you so much for being a part of this community. And with that, I'll catch you next time on the Mindful Fire Podcast. Mm -hmm.